Welcome to the Red Carpet Cafe with this surprise episode covering the 93rd Oscars. And now, your hosts, Eric Root and Bree Prout. Sunday, April 25th, the 93rd Oscars happened. And... Mm -hmm was shown live in what appears to be the ink and paint club from Roger Rabbit. I don't know. I mean, it was like not a normal auditorium. You are not (laughs) I was expecting dueling pianos with Donald and Daffy Duck, but uh, um, it was different. Uh, One of my friends actually commented and said, so it looked like they filmed that in a, you know, Northwestern restaurant called Sherry's. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> All right, fair enough. Sherry's, just for the record, is a really small establishment. It's like going to a Denny's. I'd like to say higher end, but it's about the same. It's about the same. So but, IHOP. Yeah, yeah kind of. Though IHOP has pancakes that are better oh, yeah. than most of those establishments. But uh, yeah, so it happened. Uh, everyone was social distanced. Mm-hmm. It was a little interesting to hear. For the hear. most part, when right. they were in like those little like half circular booths, there were still about four or five people per booth. Right, the the jazz club lounge booths. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. I felt the people with microphones should have been serving cocktails. I bet. Well, I bet everyone sitting in those booths felt that way too. I don't know if you caught the disclaimer. Uh, the very beginning that was mentioned that while cameras were on, mm. masks were off, and mm-hmm. then when cameras are off, masks are They're on. back on, yeah. And I, I don't know if that was necessarily meant to be for our home viewing pleasure, because I'm thinking, right. if your cameras are off, I'm not wearing my mask. I'm at home. You can right. shut up. Don't tell right. me what to do like Yeah, I feel like... Being as unpolitical or opinionated as possible, I think that a lot of the, like, good that people are trying to do to be um, safe, um, certain things have become more perception than 100% necessary. Um, and, and in that, again, I'm not a scientist. But they keep talking about, um, like, how long it can live on surfaces, right? So then slowly it's, we, you don't have to, I mean, obviously, like, in restaurants and things that people are constantly touching, you should totally be wiping it down constantly. But, you know, you shouldn't have to feel like, I don't know, if you touch something that it's, that's what's going to happen to you. So with that perception, I feel like you'd be setting the example you know, if, if they're putting the disclaimer out there, they obviously feel an importance to masking up. So I would think that it would be more important than to have people see that you are masked up and wearing the masks okay. versus saying, oh, when you don't see me, I'm wearing the mask. You know, I just thought it was a little bit backwards, but it's good I to know that like it was a yeah, I felt like it was a dog and pony show at that point. With that yeah, statement, that's, because that's that perception thing yeah. that I'm kind of trying to talk about, because um, 
yeah, I think that um, I think perception is really important and like making people feel safe and making people feel, um, you know, that you're taking it seriously. Like when this all started with like my job, I know that the biggest thing, because there are so many, I mean, there's still so many opinions, but because no one, oh, gosh, we still don't really know much, but we know a lot more than we did in the beginning. So you had people who were like really, really freaking out and people who were like, no, I really don't care. I think that this is escalating faster than it should. So where I work, we started wearing masks by like April of last year because at the end of it all, we knew that we would rather be safe than sorry. So either, you know, oh, we were foolish and we wore masks for a few weeks or we were really smart and wore masks for a few weeks and then we're able to take care of our guests and our um, our staff. And in the end, we were able to take care of everybody. So, I don't know. Is it safer to be safe than sorry? I just thought it was a little bit backwards and strange that. Sure. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I think that my preference would have been just start with your intros. You really didn't need to go in all that because it's television and we know it's a pandemic and mm -hmm. Hollywood has been so cautious about mm -hmm. everything, including shutting filming down. That I am already at the mindset that everyone at the table has their own portable bottle of hand sanitizer. It's I think just, I'd rather uh, out of place. Yeah, I think I'd rather the disclaimer if they aren't, if you're not going to see anyone in a mask the whole time, because then, then that makes sense in having that disclaimer set to, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> let's, roll, let's roll into the winners of the evening. Um, we'll, of course, leave the kind of controversial uh, component for the end. Um, so starting uh -oh, from kind of know. Bottom, no, starting from the kind of the bottom of the list, uh, you have writing for original screen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was quite, quite surprised. Uh, so writing adapted by a screenplay, that would have been, the winner is uh, for The Father, the screenplay by Christopher Hampton and Florian Zell. And then uh, visual effects, the movie that I can't wait to come out on HBO Max so I can finally see it, Tenet. The one that you mm. uh, absolutely loved, your favorite. You know what? I <laughs> finally I finally finished it. I All just right. finished it a week ago. Um, <laughs> and and when I saw the that they won for visual effects, um, yes, I really cool, really cool concept. Some really cool um, choreography with the fight scenes. Um, cool concept. I. I think that's a good choice. I agree with that one. All right. Um, the winner for sound was Sound of Metal. Uh, Nicholas Becker, mm -hmm. uh, Jamie Bach, Michelle uh, Kudelink, Carlos Cortez, and Philip Blood. I was actually kind of surprised that uh, Soul didn't pull that one out, but maybe it's because I've seen Soul, but I haven't seen Sound of Metal. Like, I think that probably my mind would be changed dramatically when yeah, so I haven't seen Sound of Metal either, but it is one of the movies that's really high on my list to watch, and minus the fact that the word sound is in there, um, that's what the whole concept of the movie is about, is 
is sound itself. So I like that. It makes me more excited for what I think that I'm going to be seeing, knowing that that they won. Nice. But uh, he, short. Yeah, go ahead. So I agree was um, phenomenal. Uh, it was phenomenal. I I feel like we've talked about Soul before, um, but those are the lost tapes. Oh, <laughs> the lost yeah. The Lost Tapes is where we discuss Soul. And for those listening, there may or may not have been an issue where a laptop of mine completely crapped out. And I lost at least probably seven or eight episodes worth of material because I didn't have a proper backup in place. But lessons were learned. And things have changed. Yes, I have a backup. Thank you. Uh, um, well, I'm sure we'll talk about Soul another time, so I'll limit my right. my yeah, step. But fine. the the music in Soul is quite phenomenal. Like, gives you a uh, an emotional response when you hear it. So, yep. uh, let's see. Short film live action uh, winner went to Two Distant Strangers, uh, Trayvon Free, and Martin Desh- Desmond Rowe. Uh, then we have short film animated. The winner was If Anything Happens, I Love You, Will McCormick and Michael Glovier. And let's see, production design went to Mank, which I'm very excited to watch. Uh, Ditto. Design, uh, Donald Graham Burt and set direction, John Pascal. And then music original song, Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah was the winner. The music was by her. And let's see here. Musical original score, Soul, Winner, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, phenomenal. Hey, and I'm a Trent Reznor fan. I've, I have been for years. Nine Inch Nails. I was getting ready to ask. I, I knew that there was, there was a band and I couldn't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> Uh, makeup and hairstyling, the winner went to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Sergio Lopez, Rivera, Mia Neal, and Jamika Wilson. Though everyone who was nominated in that, I feel um, rightfully so for those nominations. So I think that, um, I think in winning that, I mean, anytime you win an Oscar is obviously a phenomenal feeling and a huge accomplishment, but I feel like that's something huge to brag about because um, the hair and makeup and styling and all of those others that were in there are really phenomenal, particularly like I'm thinking of Emma right now um, and, and the hair, the makeup, even the costuming. Uh, international feature film, the round was the winner. Uh, versus, uh, that's from Denmark. And then film editing, the winner was Sound of Metal, uh, mm-hmm. Michael E.G. Nielsen. And then documentary short Colette was the winner, Anthony uh, Giacchino and Alice Doyard. Uh, documentary feature, the winner was My Octopus Teacher from Pippa Elric, James Reed, and Craig Foster. And then best director went to Nomadland winner uh chloe zhao um also looking forward to watching that one i realized it's on hulu and i'm like what i gotta watch this 
Uh, let's see, costume design, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was the winner, and Roth. Cinematography, that went to Mank, Eric Messerschmidt. And animated feature went to Soul, Pete Doctor and Dana Murray. Not surprised Mm-mm. that that one won. Um, even though Onward uh, was also good and also a Pixar film, but anyway, you slice it, all of these animated features, they, and I know we talked about it in the Lost Podcast Files, <laughs> they all fell victim to the pandemic. Actress in a supporting role uh, went to uh, Yu Jung Yoon for Minari, uh, mm-hmm. not Glenn Close and her <laughs> rendition of Da But. <laughs> I got to admit, though, that was pretty funny. And kudos to her for, one, remembering, but also just knowing the dance. Having fun with it. She had fun. I love it. She's so down to earth. Did you see see, uh, the acceptance of this award and how excited she was to meet Brad Pitt? Adorable. I I would. She handled it a lot better than me. I wouldn't even make it up the stairs because I'd pass out. Brad Pitt uh, act- winning an Oscar? What? Uh, yeah, I know. It's like the uh, <laughs> it's like the lottery of. Yeah. Can uh, you film imagine award. a better day? <laughs> actress, <laughs> uh, actress in a leading role. The winner went to Frances McDormand of Nomad in Nomadland. So that I'm pretty sure that does make her a multi winner of that award. Uh, actor in a supporting role, um, Daniel Kaluuya. For Judas and the Black Messiah, winner, mm-hmm. his acceptance speech. When he <laughs> My mom dad and dad sex. had sex, and now I'm here. <laughs> uh, that was the speech that we all really needed. I mean, honestly. Oh, 100%. The look, too, when they panned over to his family, they were like, what? Like, <laughs> what is he saying right now? Right. So, the next one I'm going to read actually came at a point before like best actor best actress and it threw a lot of people off it was best picture which is normally saved for the very end but instead they brought it out early it threw people off and it made you feel like there was a disturbance in the forest wait star wars wasn't nominated so (laughs) best picture went to nomadland uh which wasn't a complete surprise because it had already done fairly well earlier. And then they rolled into, at the very end, actor in a leading role. The winner went to uh, Anthony Hopkins for the movie The Father. And a lot of people were up in arms because they were convinced that Chadwick Boseman was going to win it um, for Mm -hmm. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Now... That's on my list to see. I'm assuming he put up an amazing performance. If I remember but, correctly, didn't he didn't he win an, an Emmy for it? Or was I, he only nominated? I'd have to go back and check. Um, but the whole thing was is everyone expected it. Anthony Hopkins wasn't there. And it's almost like the Academy set this up, so they said, in not so many words, I'm totally making stuff up as I go along. We're going to go ahead and do this award at the end, 
he's not the winner's not here in air quotes for whatever reason and everyone maybe mm. assuming because the actors passed. Mm-hmm. So once that's done, um, let's just go ahead and roll credits. So they come out and announce Anthony Hopkins and people were like, what? And then they're like, he's not here. So the Academy accepts it. Okay. Good night. Don't forget to tip your waitress. They roll credits and hightail it out of there. That's what it felt like. Yeah, now, I know that's not really how it played out, but it did feel a lot like that. Now, I can't I, I can't in good conscience pass judgment over any of these actors because they're all nominated. And you know what? I wasn't <laughs> nominated for anything. I feel like. Depending on how those performances really were. Anthony Hopkins has one before. But do you just give it to Chadwick because he's not here? Or did Anthony Hopkins actually put on the performance of a lifetime to be the category winner? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen those two specific films, which I want to because now I really want to know what were we really looking at. Mm -hmm. So if he was, no, I was going to say if Chadwick was, was robbed, uh, albeit, you know, posthumously, then that's not right. Mm-hmm. But his brother came out and said, when asked about it, his brother came out and said, Chad, if he was here, would have said, I congratulate Anthony Hopkins that he's a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Hopkins would have done the same had he lost to Chadwick, who unfortunately mm-hmm. isn't. So I I want to say that there's a lot of grace in the Bozeman camp when it comes to how that played out. Mm-hmm. But I hope that once I see these films, I can say, okay, that was an accurate award winner and not turn around and go, what on earth just happened there? Like you, you'd like to think mm-hmm. that they're progressing and becoming more inclusive, but also recognizing the top talent in those categories, regardless of, you know, sexual orientation, nationality, race, any of that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I want to see the best of the best. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what your religious beliefs are. I want to see your performance, and I want it to wow me. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to find. And if I don't find that, I will and think that something was up. Then I'll just be disappointed. Right. So I I misspoke. It was the it was um, uh, Golden Globe Award for Best Actor Motion, motion Picture Drama. And Chadwick won for Marini's Black Bottom. Um, but Anthony Hopkins was also a nominee. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It looks like I can scroll over and get a couple more. Uh, maybe it was just maybe it was just the three. But yeah, he he was a nominee. So just kind of just kind of flip between the uh, Golden Globes and the Oscars. Gotcha. I have That's not it. seen either yet, um, but I definitely look forward to watching them both. Yeah, absolutely. You know. I think the other surreal thing about these awards 
was the the basically played as a pre-recording, and I'm sure it's for the safety of the performers and the people that are there during this pandemic. But it does give a weird vibe when they go to oh and here's the performance for so and so and the show hasn't even started mm-hmm. yeah they did everything they like have, pre-show yeah they have her playing her song and I'm like okay this is just strange because they were just talking to her during the daylight but this was clearly filmed like a night or two ago and uh, I don't know just uh, obviously different times hopefully things will change and we'll get back to an award show that has some kind of normalcy to it maybe yeah. huh. I miss the days when you have like your Jimmy Kimmel who orders pizza <laughs> for the entire group and they take a big selfie like I remember that year that was a funny mm-hmm. year not that there's been anything wrong with the other awards hosts, but yeah, this one was just, uh, it, it it's me really, kind of scratching my head. Well, it's hard circumstances, right? Like, I feel like no matter how you slice it, it's going to be really hard to have what we're used to. Mm-hmm. So I, it makes sense that they would have pre-recorded music. Um, and performances, but it it does. It kind of takes away not only for for us as viewers, but for everyone who's there. But it's kind of nice to, I don't know, part of me wants to say maybe they weren't there as long as they normally are because the Oscars always last forever. And there are, are always so many things that us as viewers, we don't even get to see because it's just, it, there's too much. Um, so I'm sure that those who were attending probably enjoyed that piece of it but at the same time um it didn't seem like there were any real time restrictions on on speeches and what have you so that kind of brought us to a point where it was just as long as usual so i don't know just weird circumstances so i i don't know i i can't put too much stock into feeling like I don't know that it, that it was disappointing because everything I think is going to be disappointing until, like you said, we can get back to some kind of level of normalcy, right. uh, whenever that may be. Um, so I guess final thoughts on this one. Let's give it. <clears throat> let's let's do something uh, that might be fun to do going forward in each of our, our discussions. Let's give it a rating. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how many Britneys would you give it? Mm. <laughs> 10 being the best. That's a lot of Britneys. 6, with an asterisk. <laughs> okay. I, I might I might be bold to give it one additional Britney. I'm going to give it seven. And only because it was nice to see that people who were winning and even those that didn't were actually trying to have fun. True. And in, whether, whether it was acceptance speeches or Glenn Close shaking her booty, it <laughs> it had a few moments where you're like, okay, 
thank you. We needed at least something to laugh at <laughs> in the seriousness that's played out over the For last sure. year. But sure. as we look forward to 2021 coming through to the end, all kinds of interesting films that are going to be playing out. And I'm not just referring to the 500 Marvel films that they're That's dropping exactly this year. No, there are other movies other than Marvel that are dropping this year that just seems like they've been saving all of them to, to put out this year and next year. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm looking forward to see what that, that season looks like when we go into next year and also uh, the Emmys as well. Yes. Anything you want to add before we sign off on this? No, sir. You hit the nail on the head. All right. Well, you know, ending this show again, the 93rd Oscars ending. And as we sign off, don't forget to tip your waitress. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this special edition of the 93rd Oscars. Don't forget our first official episode will actually drop on Tuesday, May the 4th, and the topic, again, is Star Wars. And may the 4th be with you.